Hey everyone, welcome to the show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany, welcome everyone. I am sitting in the Dallas studios of RNCN, so excited to bring this fabulous woman into the show today, or here at the show, and DeAndra Simmons has agreed to come on the show, and welcome, welcome, DeAndra Simmons. Thank you, Tiffany. I appreciate you inviting me. Oh, my goodness. It's so nice to talk to you on the podcast. I met you a couple of months ago at, a, at an event here in, in Dallas. And... Well, we just never stopped talking. It's like we've been friends forever. <laughs> It just keeps going. We could podcast forever. Like we had to stop talking to turn on the potty. Get start the podcast. I know. I know. Andrew had to say, "Okay, I'm ready to start now." But welcome to the show. And I'm in your neck of the woods here. Yes. Usually in Fort Worth. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. This beautiful studio. And if you're watching, follow along on YouTube. We are open and on our channel, and just having all our fabulous podcasts on YouTube. So you have a YouTube channel. I do. I do. It's more focused on cooking. And I did do a podcast for a while. However, I kind of, Amy Vanderoff and I did it together and she kind of wanted to change her life. She got married and she's yes, happy. So yes. I put that on hiatus while I started my uh, culinary career and I went to culinary school at Dallas College and enjoyed myself. But I was getting up at four in the morning and working the rest of the day. It was hard, but it was worth it. It is. And when DeAndra and I met, um, I, and I and I had heard through the grapevine that you were in the culinary world, and I'm a chef. I went to TCU, yes, yes. and we went to I went to culinary school out on the East Coast at Johnson and Wales, and that was tough. I thought TCU was tough. No, culinary school, oh, yeah, it's a beating. It is. It's fabulous, but it's a beating. But it it's is. a lot. So I love watching your culinary career unfold. We both have a fashion. A, passion for beauty and fitness and food. So that is a connection, many connections that we have. Well, I'm hoping to ramp up Simply Simmons a little bit more. I've been, like I said, on hiatus. We moved, which yes. is a process in itself. And I really enjoy live fire cooking. So um, working with like a, the pulley system, making whether we're hanging tomahawk steaks yes. or I did a whole hog, I told you that, at Memphis in May uh, in a smoker. We won 10th, which means I got to walk oh the stage. God. I was so excited to walk the stage. Um, my first time ever to get there. <laughs> and I got, I was in charge of seasoning and uh, injecting the hog. So, and we still got to place. So that was, you know, maybe this is my future. I don't know. We don't yeah. do a lot of hog in Texas, you know. <laughs> I was telling you yesterday when we were chatting, um, when I started my culinary career, I, I was working for Southern Living and a lot of publications and I started working. I was executive chef for the beef industry. And we talked about that. I love that. Yes, yes. And so back, goodness gracious, it's been, well, my daughter was three. So about 20 years ago, I started working with them. And it was just not acceptable for girls to be on a grill. I mean, and I did a series called Girls Gone Grilling. The girls took me very serious. The guys didn't, not so much, you know. But it's, You know what's funny is I believe I saw that because I actually did um, research for a female barbecue show and I had to do comps of what shows had been done by women. Yep. That's how I knew about your show because yes. I presented, and there's not much. <laughs> so not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot of grilling, barbecuing. So I presented all those shows to make the point of there's not enough women out there that are being highlighted in that part of at all. It's tough enough being a chef in a restaurant as a female. It's tough enough. Oh, yeah. Now go out into the into the barbecue pits is a different story, too. So, okay, our love for food. And I know you all want to know this, and we're going to go ahead and cut through the chase because my guilty pleasure is housewives. It I is. It. it is. It's my guilty pleasure. And this fabulous woman was on the da Real Housewives of Dallas. And um, I watched every every single episode a couple of times, of course. And 
we talked about this yesterday and I just that show is is ceased for now mm-hmm. you know they're for tabling now. that for now and I love Bravo I love Andy Cohen and I know you know him gosh I just want to meet him I'd be a fan he's fun he's a lot of fun, <laughs> he's a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean he's a little bit you know shady with the questions <laughs> I mean but he has to do his job so um Housewives was I think for people watching it it's so it's an escapism right because you look at the lives that we present on camera and they're so bizarre and out there and the fights and everything and nobody really lives their life like that i mean i've had the same friends my whole life so right it's not we don't sit around and and do salacious things and gossip about people's husbands and but on the show it's a formula it's i told you yesterday wash rinse repeat every single um housewife franchise pretty much has the same thing we had the shaman we had this we had that and everybody else did too on the other franchises what I think is interesting about the Dallas franchise is Dallas women are not really keen on opening up their real lives. They want to keep that hidden. It's a very Southern thing. Atlanta and Potomac, however, are in on the joke. They understand what the joke is, what? meaning the, the formula, and then they move on from season to season. We had, we're on hiatus, in my opinion, because we didn't know how to move on from one problem to the next from season two when I started. I didn't start season one, not because I wasn't asked, but because I was cheering the UNICEF Gala, the Salvation Army Luncheon, and the Cancer Blows Gala. And I did not think it was fair for me to just say, oh, by the way, I'm going to be on a reality TV show now because I needed to go and talk to the board. And that's a big thing for people not having a housewife show in Dallas and then to say, your chair is going to be on a housewife show. Are there going to be cameras? So I let that go. And I said, I'll decline for this year and I'll come back. I'll come next year. And then Cameron and I came on together. But the ladies, unfortunately, did not know how to leave a problem on the table at reunion and move on to another problem the next season. Also, we had some issues that were um, prevalent in every other housewife franchise, um, and they just kind of caused the demise for the time being. And I do think, though, if they came back with a different cast, a varied cast, people would be open to it because it was we were the housewives that I say we really interacted with our fans Mm -hmm. very well. And took the time because we were kind of like the the stepchild of the franchise. So right. <laughs> we needed to. And they didn't, we had a different production company. So if you look at the other Housewife shows, yes. the productions are much bigger and much more expensive than what we had. We had a person, very nice guy, but this is his only show at the time. So, um, you know, it's just a, it's a different thing. So I think if they came back, which I was told, this is okay, this is very secret and I'll right. say it, it's not over yet is what it's exactly I was told. <laughs> And it's not over. that's what I was told from the higher ups and the more higher ups in Bravo. It's not over yet. When I said, oh. I, I went, I told you I write thank you notes. I think we talked about this too. Yes. And so I always wrote a thank you note to Andy, to the president of NBC, to the president of Bravo, who's now left in this consultant. And we're work- working on some things together, actually. But um, I went up to one of the people and I said, I just want you to know, I really appreciate this opportunity. Yes, it was the hardest thing I ever did in my life, but it opened up these doors. You have to look at the golden ring and all the other things that are going to happen. Not, oh my God, I'm going through this right now. Well, you know what? Guess what? I'm getting exposure for my brands. And this is only a time and a season in my life. That's not the only thing I've done in my life. So make the most of it. And I went up and thanked this executive and she said, it's it's yeah. not over. And that was not that long ago. So okay. that's all I'm going to say. That's all we're going to say. Okay. When the housewives are casting, is that something you pitch yourself? Do they find you? They find you. They find you. <laughs> it's like, 
the best, the best private investigative system in the world is the casting for these shows. They do. I mean, you don't know how they get phone numbers and emails, and they, <laughs> they creep on your social media. Yes, they will find you. They'll find you. And then for me, for instance, I was. They were always asking me, "Who would you recommend?" So I would go to different people and say, "Hey, do you want to audition?" Some people would say no. I saw the list of you would die if you saw the list of Dallas socialites. That audition did not get cast. It's very hard to get cast. Wow. And it's also, it's because about being transparent and opening up your stories in your life. And most people's husbands and kids don't want to be on camera. They don't want to talk about their issues. So, and that's what you have to do. Um, it was, it's difficult. You audition and it's mm -hmm. a long audition. So they come to your house first, they meet with you. And I, in my case, it was my mom, my husband. Mm -hmm. And we just sat down with the uh, producer then and the director and then they would take us i remember an eight hour interview in a hotel room oh it was horrible it was grueling and you sure. sit in front of the camera for eight hours and they ask you every question about your life and what you would be willing to share and what um you might be able to talk about and your relationships with the other women everything everything you need to have something to do i mean i had a business i had a lot of different things i was involved in mm -hmm. um so and of course my mother and i have always had a very interesting relationship they love that i mean she's like gold reality tv gold yeah for sure <laughs> so, i didn't want to open my mouth you know? everyone knows <laughs> d simmons everyone yeah. right right so, and she enjoys it so oh, for yeah. me it was kind of like a slam dunk because i had her and my husband who was completely fine with it oh good um but yeah you have to audition and it's it's a yeah. grueling process it so. is what it is. so does everyone fight because right now there's a franchise and i watch them all but mm -hmm. do they all really fight i mean it's almost too much in this one franchise and i'm like y'all i mean i'm just i'm going to sleep because the i fight. wish they would lean more towards the comedy which i believe that we did well brandy and stephanie were very good at being uh, the comedy team yeah like that but they they like you to have conflict and some of the things that I was having conflict besides my family with the other ladies I didn't even know I was having the conflict until I walked into it and it, oh, it really kind of it put you at uneasy I remember the worst the last season um I walked into basically a hornet's nest every single cast member attacked me about something that I thought innocently I was helping the other cast member because um, the last season, Brandy had some issues with a video that had been released, and then we had an Asian cast member. Yeah. So I had been interviewed by Page Six, and I said, that's the first thing they asked me if she addressed it. I said, you know what? I'm so proud of her. That's the first thing that happened is they talked about it and got through it and moved on. Well, they made it into I had released her information just to highlight myself, which is not at all what I did. Wow. And and I think everybody knew that was not what I did, but then they went full bore against me being, you know, trying to promote myself and, and making it about me and all that, which is not at all true. Right. So that really upset me because I knew it, that they knew that wasn't the truth. And then, of course, they were bringing up, well, four years ago, you did this to me. I was like, four, what are you even talking about four right. years ago? I mean, so that was that was frustrating mm -hmm. at every turn. Right. Right. And and. You know, this is a large town, but it's not that large. Yeah. You know and one mean? person jumping on top of you, the other person jumping on top of you. I had to learn temperance to be still and to not react. I'm a reactionary person. So the last season, I learned not to jump on people as much as I had in the past. Right. And that did me a lot of favors. Right. Would you do it again? Yes. You would do it again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because... I think you're, I know you're right. You've got the formula down. You I know how to do it now. The first two years, you have no idea what you're doing. And you're sitting on the floor crying because social media is so mean and people bully you all the time. Why? Why are I mean, we I still get it. I ask women. The last two days, I've had it. I mean, just, it's been horrible. What? 
One mean, person didn't like my selfies, told me I wasn't near as famous as I think I am. I know what she's talking about. I'm like, I've never even said I was famous. What are you talking about? Just horrible stuff. One the of the cast members. How ugly you are. Like, you're so ugly. I can't believe you're on, on camera. I mean, just it goes on and on. One of the cast members are just No, because people. People. Oh, you're the oh, worst dress. Oh, that was last week. You're the worst dress housewife of all time. I mean, just, you know, I mean, it was just... And I'm being real with you. Okay. I'm, I'm talking real with you. These people are mean, so mean, so mean. Nobody wants to watch an old woman work out. I've heard that. I mean, I just, and I said, well, obviously you do because I have over 100,000 views on every <laughs> single thing that I post. So, you know, yeah. I mean, my workout okay. videos are the most uh, popular videos I post. I mean, I, it's, so it's just amazing. these are what people say. I can't, I would never yeah. go on. I don't care if I can stand a person yes. and say anything mean like Ever. that. Ever. 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 But, you know, I think people get behind a keyboard and they have this sense of authority and, and just empowerment mm -hmm. to bring us down. And it's it's so troubling. One of them I said, um, the one that said I was badly dressed, I said, well, I'd really like to see what you look like because you have a picture of a cartoon character and your cat. So <laughs> you have never had the, I didn't, I said a word, I'm not going to say that, you know what, to put any pictures of yourself up. So before you criticize me, why don't you put a picture of yourself up? Anyway, that was the end yeah. of that situation. Back they didn't respond, of course. Of course, no, no, I know. I, yeah, exactly. So you mentioned yesterday when we were talking, um, right fighters mm -hmm. and people not being humble and full of grace. And I think we were talking about cast members as well, but why people always have to be right. I am assuming I'm watching just from my television and my pajamas, but like, how many are just trying to get their spot back the next year? You know, a lot of people are trying to get mm -hmm. their spot back. And if you are not engaged and you don't have anything happening in your life, you are in danger of being cut. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think those shows, it does create that animosity and that fear. Oh my God, I got to do something because I have to be invited back because they also, it's golden handcuffs. They pay you very well. Right. I mean, they pay you. So I've been an actor my whole life. They paid me better than I've ever gotten acting in any movie. It doesn't matter what it is, including the one I'm getting ready to do uh, in Toronto, which I'm getting paid a very large amount. Gosh. So it's just, it's, you know, that's where they keep you. They keep right. you the golden handcuffs and the sponsorships and the this and the products and everything else and the interviews and right. all these different things that happen. And you have access to people that you never had access to before. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I said this to you as well, and I'm commending you, your career before Housewives. I mean, you had a very, 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 um, a, a great career. You're a beauty entrepreneur, actress, public speaker, author, and of course, we talk about our food passion. But you have just kept going and going, and I'm so a proud of you because I can't imagine that knocks you down, getting bullshit on social media like you're getting, but then knocking you down. But look, I am sitting here right now. Your skin is beautiful. I, I am dying to try this, but your skincare, your mother had a skincare company. She did. I created those products for her you over 25 this. years ago. So my mother, we talked about this, is a cancer survivor, two-time cancer survivor. Gosh. Grandmother died of pancreatic cancer. My grandfather died of prostate cancer. My aunt had breast cancer twice. So I'm the only woman in my family that has not had cancer. Oh. Um, we developed Ultimate Living was her vision after having cancer. She wondered why she got cancer because she was a model she was a beauty queen she was never sick she was always a size two to four mm -hmm. and all of a sudden she woke up with cancer one day 
So then at that time, she was in the fashion business, had a huge fashion career as a manufacturer's rep with luxury couture lines. She sold to Neiman's, to Lily Rubin, all these places in Dallas and all over the world or all over the country. And um, she quit that, closed her business. And then my dad took her, at that time, my dad was older. They were 13 years apart, mm -hmm. around the world to find out, you know, what are some things, complementary medicine, uh, integrative medicine that would marry with the allopathic, she had a mastectomy. And that way, maybe prevent her from future having a recurrence or, or things like that. So we learned about green foods and phytonutrients and antioxidants. Those things, CoQ10, nobody, there was, I remember she had dinner with um, Dr. Cooper, the Cooper yes. Institute. Cooper's and he was sitting back, he goes, D, D, I have something new to tell you about. And she goes, oh, really? What is that? He goes, CoQ10. She goes, yeah, I've been <laughs> taking it for like 10 years. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So now I was this, and, and now doctors are more open oh. to doing, um, you know, complementary things and treatments in addition. But we went to Mexico, had um, it with stem cells before people were doing stem cells. Wow. We had live cell therapy. We had um, rotochem. We had our blood taken out of our body, put back in yeah, through the PLT system. Yeah. It was just, it, this was years ago before we went to the institutes in Tijuana that you could, can't really go to now because it's so dangerous. Right. But before the cartel was taking over all, everything, um, we went to Germany. We went all over the place. I went to this place. Okay. You're gonna, you want a funny story? So Misho Kushi wrote a book, um, Your Face Never Lies, and he was the father of the macrobiotic diet. Yes. So we went up to his place in, I believe it's in, it's in Massachusetts in the, in the middle of the woods, like a hippie commune, right. to meet with him. And he's supposed to look at you and tell you what's wrong with you. So we're sitting in there and, you know, he comes in, he's this, this Asian, this older Asian man, but he keeps leaving. And he's leaving like every 15 minutes. We're like, and I'm curious. I'm a curious kid. <laughs> so I was like in college or something. Like, where's this guy going? I walk out. <laughs> he's smoking pale male cigarettes on uh, the back of the of the um, uh, porch. And uh, I'm thinking, I go, mom, he's smoking cigarettes. We have to leave. Uh, we left. You left. We left. <laughs> because, I mean, if you're smoking cigarettes, oh. the pale males or whatever they're called. And, yeah. You know, and then you're telling us what we're doing wrong and how to prevent cancer. Something wasn't adding up for me. Something's not adding up. Yeah. Here. So yeah. that's a that's a funny one. Of the, my dad said, "Don't ever do this to, us, to me again." To both of us, we got in so much trouble. Oh we no! Fly the plane up there and this yeah. whole nine yard. Get the pilots. He was yeah. so mad at us. Oh no! <laughs> and I mean, that's the thing. You know, there's so I'm sure there is so not, shady business in that industry too. Still, you think? Well, I. I no, okay. So going through labs and being the person to develop the products for my mother, and I went to naturopathic doctor school. So her green food product she developed before I came along. Wow. But then I reformulated it several times. So I've been to all the labs. We have that. We have aloe vera. We have Miracle Pain Cream. We have Orac, which is an antioxidant drink. So, and especially liquids and powders, you have to kind of keep on top of, of those labs and make sure that everything is done right. You have to check for E. coli, e. coli viruses. Um, I mean, so many things right. nowadays. Um, so it's, it's, I got to know labs and, and testing products myself, what that meant. And then I developed the skincare, natural aloe vera based skincare, because the skin is the largest body organ. And I wanted to make sure that if we were going to, people were saying, cause we were on Christian television. My mother was a pioneer in nutrition on Christian TV. And I was, I would be there with my little lab coat and I was the, the product knowledge specialist mm -hmm. where she was more of the evangelist. Okay. And she was ordained by Oral Roberts, really? uh, yes, in her, I believe in her forties or fifties, I can't remember. But I was not real comfortable with the preaching on the Christian TV, but I was really comfortable talking about the product. Sure. Right. And that's what I did. Um, so we did that for years and years, and we were the nutrition TV ladies. But I got to meet a lot of people in the industry and tour a lot of labs, wow. get to know a lot of things, what's good and bad. So there are 
some things that are, you know, you have food grade and you have pharmaceutical grade. We always made pharmaceutical grade products, but you're not required to. Right. Um, but the skincare was something people would say, oh, you know, I love, I love this green miracle or I love that you know about nutrition, but what are you putting on your skin? Right. What they didn't understand is that the skin being largest body organ, it's, it's a combination of putting inside your body, the proper nutrients and nutrition with the green foods and antioxidants and eating properly, eating well, but then outside complementing that with natural aloe vera based skincare, because aloe vera is the delivery of nutrients to the cellular level. So if you're putting um, aloe vera products, most products have water as the first ingredient. We have aloe. Aloe will then penetrate versus evaporate. If you leave water outside in Texas sun in the hot summer, Mm -hmm. it's going to evaporate. Aloe vera penetrates. So that's always my my foundation unless I make an oil product. And then I build botanicals and actives on top of that. And my products are amazing and superior. I'm just still a little company and brand awareness and competing with the big majors is hard, but I'm not going to give up. And we just uh, won a huge award, which I can't tell you what it is with this product, people, okay, Amino Bright. And um, this is when I developed, I believe it was last year, the end of the year before, and it's a resurfacing product. Mm -hmm. So uh, November, I will be able to tell what I don't know when this is going out, but um, <laughs> at the end of the year, let's say at the end of the year, I will be able to talk about it and tell what the award is. But it's a huge award. So get your Amino Bright now. Yeah. It's a resurfacer. It's a brightener. It's a skin tightener. It makes your skin firm. It will help re- reduce uh, age spots. It's like the one-stop shop. And I have a unique ingredient called uh, DCS Cell Complex, which is my initials. So cell that complex. is a fabulous I, I can't wait to try this because i'll try anything i can't but, wait I mean, to hear what you have to say i know i'm I know. excited about it i love it and the packaging is fabulous thank it's you so beautiful everyone take a peek at this go if you're watching on youtube i love this so much okay i'm sure you have this through e-commerce but are you in stores where where are you where can they find these so we have a few products since the beginning i started in 2008 in whole foods but they're just very uh limited you're not going to find my expensive products because they get stolen and when i say expensive we're talking like 83 dollars. i mean it's not like we're not talking hundreds of dollars but they are stolen off the shelf so they only have a few moisturizers maybe a cleanser um some toner things like that um, besides that, I sell, my husband's a veteran and, uh, he was in the military in the air force for 22 years and he's the only seven time military photographer of the year. So he's pretty famous in the military. He's, he's, he's won everything, but a Pulitzer. So, oh, and I wow. do not want him going o- abroad right now no. to get a Pulitzer. So we're no. trying to prevent that. But, um, so because of the military background, our family being veterans, um, we are in AFES, which is now called the base exchange. So everyone on the military bases can buy my products. I do trunk shows there. They, because they're military, they get a discount. So we sell to them. I also do a little bit of like, they have their little HSN kind of military shows that I do. We sell there. We are in talks with some major retailers, especially because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had the situation where the pandemic, I was just getting ready to go into a lot of luxury department stores. And then we had the pandemic. So in 2008, when I started my line, I had one product and then there was a recession. Mm-hmm. So I've just been climbing uphill every, ever since then. I, I sell a lot of products online, Amazon as mm-hmm. well. Right. Um, some spas and salon we're launching in the Dallas area and BitCare. Um, I've been in Bam Beauty Bar for a while. Um, 
there's a there's some little you know salons. I'm also been a, probably in some casinos. So um, Hard Night Good Morning is a great name for a it's a great product. name. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just saying skincare product in a casino. Y'all, it's Hard Night Good Morning, and this amino bright that I have in front of you is the cutest little bee with a crown on it. Of course. Well, that's another housewife story. <laughs> So um, when we were doing the show, people, there was one person that accused me of wanting to be the queen bee of the show. And unlike the other women, I had been in production my whole life. I knew what they wanted. I knew that it was an ensemble cast. Otherwise, it would be called the DeAndre Simmons show, and it was right. not. <laughs> so um, I knew that each person was on this show for a unique purpose, just like God created us all for a unique purpose, because we brought a certain different personality to the show. However, that didn't stop them from accusing me of trying to be the queen and trying to be the matriarch and trying to be this. I mean, I was, I am the oldest person, but uh, so matriarch I got, but the queen, no, I didn't right. want to be the queen. I tried to explain this over and over, but once again, it made a good storyline. Right. So I thought if you're going to accuse me of trying to be queen B, I'm going to use this logo for the rest of my life. So, and that's how I got it for Hard Night Good Morning. I said, I'm going to put the, the B in the crown and it's all over my house now. I have fabrics. I have, um... <laughs> I have actually, I have a uh, bracelets. I have jewelry. I oh love it. Oh my goodness. And this I love person it. meant it for, for bad, but it turned into good for me. It did. Sometimes people mean, you know, yeah, things for, for evil or, or ill will. And then you turn into something. You beautiful. can monetize it. It's fabulous. I think it's beautiful. I can't wait to try this. So you also, your, your incredible career acting. I mean, you've been an actress and you've been on, on Broadway, you've been on in theater, you've been on film, um, Lifetime, so many different facets of acting. So that started when you were five, you told me. I started as a singer, actually. My mother put me in these singing programs and I uh, did the singing, the dancing and the acting. Do you like to sing? I do. I <laughs> I, I'm probably not as good as I used to be. Right. It changes. It does I change. Mean, Everything years. changes. And as you get older as a woman, your voice really changes. Yes. I studied with the Lyric Opera in Chicago. Um, I studied with the person that was uh, Tito Gobi's uh, muse. She was amazing. Uh, Valia Botti. And uh, my parents weren't really keen on the opera. They're not really keen on the performing arts. Right. So it was very frustrating for me because I wanted so bad to go to to RADA or to go to Juilliard. And I had the talent, but I didn't have the support. Right, me. right. So the compromise was I go to this college, small women's college in Virginia, and I got a degree in political science and theater. Wow. And um, acting, it, I'm glad because acting is something that doesn't pay well in general. Right. If you're an actor, you have a hard time living. You have to have five jobs unless you become famous, which is very, very, very rare. Sure. Um, however, if you get to play at it and enjoy it uh, throughout your life, different times, um, and you really love it. You have to love it. Yes. Because when I was younger, I was starving. I took a duffel bag and $1,000 to New York. Uh. My parents didn't support me after I graduated to be an actor. And I had a few pairs of jeans and a few shirts. And I was so poor that I had to walk to my restaurant that I was working at, I couldn't even afford the subway. Mm -mm. And I was living in a place that was $173 a week that I had a sink and a twin bed and the bathroom was down the hall oh my god and i would it was a part it was back in hell's kitchen before they cleaned it up so you'd walk out the front door and there would be you know needles and all kinds of stuff i mean right. that's all i could afford right so and then i was modeling as well and then i'd go into auditions i quickly learned that if because i was a theater actor i started i got my equity card here at casa Manana in Fort right. oh okay yeah, yeah so yeah. theater in the round um but i which is another unique experience 
But I realized when I got there, I didn't have an agent. You were waiting in line to audition. You had to be a really, really good singer. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of acting there because they want the singing and the and the dancing right. and the acting. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take a little break. And then I went to L.A. I, it was not my time or my place. Uh, Martin Giroux, who produced Terms of Endearment, he found Marlene Dietrich, Audrey Hepburn, uh, Ava Gardner, all these people. He just said to me, he said, Deandra, if you had come to me in the 40s or 50s, I would have made you a star because you've got the talent and you had the look for back then. I was curvy. I'm still curvy. That was not what they wanted in the 80s and 90s. They wanted falling over, emaciated, needing a cracker. It didn't matter how skinny I was. And I've always had, we talked about this weight problem my whole life, but right. I was skinny because right. I wasn't eating. And um, it just wasn't my time. He said, it's not your time. You're not going to make it. Wow. It's not your talent. He said, but keep at it. Keep studying. One time and one day the tables will turn okay. and you will have your opportunity. He was right. He was right. So, and I've studied with this acting coach in Dallas uh, since I've been back. Who's amazing. Her name is Deborah Stone. She's also a producer. And um, she uh, introduced me to um, some really important people in the industry. I can't really talk about one of right. the roles on, on stage next That's year. That's right. Yeah. But um, it, because of her. And, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that is wonderful. Yeah. But you get to fill your cup. You know, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that your passion and your passion. Project. And I also had the movie, the big movie I met through. Uh, my husband has podcasts called Last Letters. Oh, was it? Tomorrow was your last day on earth. What would your last letter be? And one of his um, people he interviewed had had been um, victim of a serial killer in Toronto. So they made a little short film and then they're making the feature film. And I auditioned for the female main female role and I got the part. Wow. So that's next year. That's with Ryan Reynolds, Seth Rogen, Victor Garber, who was my favorite actor ever. Really? He was in Argo. He was in Suits. He was in uh, Titanic. He played the captain. And I've always been enthralled with his acting ability. It's amazing. And so, and then Wentworth Miller from Prison Break. So those are the ones. And there's another actor I can't remember from Black Panther that is going to be in there as well. So, but they have, it's mostly men and two female parts. And I play the, um, the best friend of the serial killer. And I don't know. That he's a and what timing because true crime is it yeah it is it it is <laughs> and that that's what they're looking for at networks believe it or not because that's i've pitched I mean. a lot of things they said if you have true crime i'm thinking well i don't know a lot of people that are rap killing people <laughs> but you know like, they, let me no. think about this no i know i know right i know i get it okay i have to ask this because my husband um his company family owned he worked for his family he worked with his brothers mm -hmm. um successful sold their company but I cannot, I love my family. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could work with my family. What is your advice? Because you have worked with your mother extensively. My daughter works with me. What kind of advice can you give and share with people that do or are thinking about working with their family? I think the most important thing that I didn't have and I wish I had, but we were getting ready to implement it when my father passed away suddenly in Las Vegas. He had a heart attack on a business oh. trip. And the Monday he left and he never came home, we were in the garage and he said, he looked at me, he said, I love you. And he kissed me on the cheek and he said, we'll talk about what we're going to do when I get home. And that meant the company, if I was going to separate or right. keep on. And then he died. And from then, my mom really didn't pay a lot of attention to it. So I wish that when I had come on board in 2004, we had a strategy, uh, an exit plan very clear, how many years until you retire and right what I'm supposed to do. And um, our our marketing plan, we never really had a marketing plan. My mom was the marketing plan. So it was very frustrating for me because I had been in the government. I had been, I worked at Saks as an executive. 
175 employees. We had to have marketing plans. We had right. to have implementation. We had to have rules and regulations. You just didn't do what you wanted to do. I got real frustrated and she'll say I didn't work a lot. That's that's true because every time I would present something to them, it was poo-pooed or right. you don't know what you're doing or because it was all about her and her strategy and her being the television personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, because I didn't want to continue on Christian TV, there was nothing for me after. So what I would give people advice if they really want to stay in a family business, you're going to have to eat some humble pie. Right. Right fighting is not going to work, what I told you before. What we were talking about? I earlier. said yesterday to you, sometimes winning leaves you wanting. Yeah. That's very true in my life with my mom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wish I had not fought her for different things because- right. At the end, even if I was right or I won, it didn't matter because it d- destroyed our relationship. That's right. But the most important thing is the the plan. Five, 10, 20 years, whatever it is, have that plan, stick to that plan, execute that plan. And then there's really not any, um, and don't don't kind of, you know, vacillate from that or, or don't veer off that. Right. Because it frustrates everyone and, and your employees included. And then they see the tension in the office. They don't like that. They see the fighting. They see they start worrying about whether or not they're going to have a job, who's going to be in charge. I mean, those things are very real. Right. And that went on in our office. And I feel bad for those employees that had to see the um, the tension and the right. animosity. Right. So those, yeah. are, those are my advice points. Advice. Yeah. Because I do hear that quite a bit. And or divide and conquer too. Have a specific role you're going to do. Maybe you're the accountant. Maybe you're the marketing person. Maybe you're in charge of uh, P&L statements. I don't know what it is. But stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Maybe you're customer service. I mean, I was right. always like my mother, a salesperson. Mm-hmm. So I knew how to do, not as good as her, but I knew how to do it differently and effectively, but not as good as her because she, my mom has no education. She built an empire two times with no education. No education. Yeah. And bought her, pa- paid cash for her Rolls Royces and everything else. And my dad, she's like, do you want to go get a car today? He goes, what do you mean? What are you going to pay for it? Well, she was like, I have, I can write a check. Right. I mean, she, he didn't even know that she right. was so successful. Right. So, um, you know, my mother is a very, she was, I call it a scrapper. She grew up on the street and knew how to make things happen. Exactly. Because she, she had Moxie. to. She had to. Right. And you know, I, 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 you have to look at the different generations, the great generations, the, mm-hmm. the, the Gen X, the Gen Zs and the millennials. Mm-hmm. We all think differently and we all have gifts. You know, the great yeah. generation, my husband's uh, parents, you know, just went to war. World I War II mean, generation. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's an, exactly. It's an amazing generation in the world. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. And, and so I think it's respecting each of those, you know, definitely. My mother's deceased and I wish I had asked her so many questions, mm-hmm. you know, so I always tell people, ask questions. Yeah. Sure. I learned a lot from my mom. Um, yeah. My husband calls me curious, George, because I do ask too many questions. <laughs> in fact, I went to dinner last night with somebody. He's like, you're really curious, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, but I know things, you know. I know. Well, I'm telling you, you have had such an incredible career and continue to have this career. I mean, of all of your pillars, beauty, acting, public speaking, author, and foodie, I'm going to call it foodie with that for sure in the Chef's um, Guild. But what is your favorite? My favorite is the creative process, whether it be performing arts, acting, or creating a new dish or sharing my love of food with people, which food brings people together and it um, gives you a sense of comfort and welcoming and warmth. And uh, that's where, that's my love gift is making a meal for you and inviting you to my house. Yes. And I, at Thanksgiving, I'll have 30 people, same thing Christmas time. Anybody that doesn't have a place to go, they come to my house. I love it. I love it. That's me. So those two things are my real passions. And then I love the beauty industry because I know so much about it and I have the background in nutrition. 
And it's something that I know I'm very familiar with and I know back back and forth, so backwards, like back of my hand. So um, there's so many things I'm passionate about, but I think at this time in my life, continuing on what makes you happy. Yes. And not just thinking of yourself, but you, if you're not happy with yourself, you're not gonna be able to help other people. Mm -hmm. um, and I have done a lot of things in my life that didn't make me happy. And I wish I could go back and, and redo that. Yes. And now I'm learning that I had this conversation with someone last night. I'm learning that um, I have to be happy in order to help others be happy and make effective change in the world, whether it be through organizations I work with, like Mercury One, where I go overseas to help um, women and children that have been trafficked or have been victims uh, of. Yes. I, I went for um, to save women from ISIS. I've been in the Middle East. I mean, there's a lot going on right there. I've done been in the middle of it and very dangerous. I could have been kidnapped and, um, but just you know, make your choice of how do you help other people, but how do you help yourself first? Absolutely. In order to help other people. You and I are in our 50s and um, that younger version of myself, I do, I do look back and just cringe, but it's made me who I am today. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't like her very much, yeah. but now, you know, falling in love with yourself and, mm -hmm. and, and being happy. Absolutely. That's true. Falling in love with yourself is it's a great right. way to put it. And it's I was right. never in love with myself. I always thought I was unattractive, overweight, yes. not smart enough, not this enough, not that enough. And that's just not true. No. So and that younger person couldn't handle these bullies on social. Right. Bring it. <laughs> Well, this has been such, such fun to get to know you better and, and all the work that you're doing for Dallas and beyond. And I'm just so proud of you. And oh, I cannot wait you. till November, the end of the year to hear this announcement of what's going on with your skincare. And well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. I had a wonderful time. We have lots in common. And I'm sure we'll stay close friends. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, how can we find you? You can find me uh, at Deandra Simmons on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and also Twitter. Uh, which is X now, I guess it's called. <laughs> X, yeah. I Hard know. Night Good Morning is the name of my skincare company, also on social media. And Ultimate Living, Ultimate Living D is actually on Instagram. Um, but Ultimate Living, Hard Night Good Morning, Deandra Simmons, all the good stuff. And then I also have a website, Deandra Simmons website, that's new, that's being worked on. So don't judge the photos, people. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you follow along on YouTube. She is Simply Simmons, and you'll see some yes. of her fabulous cooking. Yes, I and and I. <laughs> I, 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 can I come over someday and you make your meatloaf for me? Yes. Yes. I, yes, I want to try it. that. Yes. Yes. Simmons is the YouTube. Yes. I just haven't worked on it in a while because we've been moving, but please follow along for fun recipes. And my mom might even be there a few yes, times right. and some celebrity chefs. Thank you so much thank for you. coming. Everyone, thank you so much for listening and watching and following along and everyone have a fabulous day. And you know what? Keep being fabulous. <laughs>